Hey y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. This week we're going to talk about The Girl on the Train, Bruno Mars, Divorce, a very brief review of Deepwater Horizon and Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Good for mm-hmm. fantastic. And a little bit of the controversy surrounding Birth of a Nation. With me as always is my wonderful co-host Adrian Gomez. Hey y'all. What's up? I froze. That was a vocal fry. That's what that's called. Uh, or the other way. That's a good way to warm up your voice when you're singing. Like the grudge. Yeah. Um, how's your week been? Fine. Yeah. It's just like it bleeds all together. It really. Oh, definitely. I'm over it. Oh, yeah. First of all, we'll talk very quickly about this whole Donald Trump tape thing. Grab them by the P word. First of all, uh, we got like four questions this week. All only one was not about politics. So that's the one you picked. No, yeah, of course I didn't pick the one. I'm not. I just I'm, somebody asked about what I mean. Who was the best moderator for the debates? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, sorry, not for me. You couldn't name one of them. Anderson Cooper. That's just because it was today. Matt Lauer did the one where they like skyped in. Yeah, nobody and liked hated it. him. He didn't Skype and they were both there. They were in the room? Yeah, they just took one turn than the other. Oh. Shows uh, you how much I watch. <laughs> I'm blanking on the last... Eileen was the last one I think her name was. On, she was decent. Yeah. Um, anyway, first of all, all I have to say about it is Billy Bush should be held just as accountable as Donald Trump. I think he will be. Well, he got suspended from today. And you saw he was gonna make it. He was gonna go on tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then like twenty four minutes later, there was like, no, he's being suspended. And I think they said, or the NBC source said it's because basically today's show is all women, like people who work behind the scenes, and they're like, why would they want to work with a man? And who that's says those their demographic, like, women. Yeah. Okay. Good riddance. This whole election, like, when is it over? Twenty nine days. I cannot wait. I'm counting down like it's Christmas. We'll start. So seven days from now will be twenty two days. I cannot wait. It just <laughs> only like two more paychecks till the cannot, end of the election. <laughs> I cannot wait until my Facebook returns to people and they just go back to stop pretending to care about politics. Literally two more paychecks. I don't like to live by paychecks. We already do. We do live paycheck, but you know what I mean. I don't like to live like oh, I have to, I have to make it two weeks. Okay, so first we're gonna talk about the girl on the train. Yeah. If you haven't seen an ad for it, it's this movie. It's a thriller, most easily compared to Gone Girl, but it's about this woman who uh, takes the train into New York City every day, and she becomes obsessed with this couple that live two door down two doors down from where she used to live which she also gets to experience her old house and her old stomping grounds right and she sort of has like a mint it's sort of her mental state and she has this like psychological sort of dramatic so thing good. i won't say much more because i think that it, i don't want to spoil anything but it was good it was very good it got mixed reviews, which I'm really confused by. Yeah, almost teetering on the edge of, like, decent. Yeah, and, like, not good. And not good. I The way I keep describing to everybody who's asked me about it is, it's, like, the best Lifetime movie ever made. In a way. Very dr- twisty in that kind of way. And um, a woman who works at Dylan's corporate that I was talking to earlier today, she said, it's almost, she said it's almost identical to the book. Oh, wow. She said they took very few liberties. That's good. And I respect that. Yeah. And obviously the book was such a hit that, you know, it's smart. I had so never then, heard of the book prior to this trailer. Me either. Oops. 
So do you think the criticism comes from the creative direction that it took? Well, I think that a lot of people have been criticizing the director and his direction style. Right, that's what I mean. And not so much the story. Which is what matters. Which is what matters. First of all, the acting is phenomenal. Top to bottom, everybody was amazing. Exactly, not a single person was bad. Okay, what's-her-face, Haley Bennett or whatever, the blonde, she was in music and lyrics. Did you ever watch that? I named that one off, but I don't think you said anything. I didn't say anything. I I read this thing in Entertainment Weekly this week where she was talking about how she had trouble getting a job after that. Because she was sort of like a parody of a pop star in that. Yeah. And she said nobody wanted her after that because she was like a goof. Wow. Also, apparently every like four or five people brought her up to the director. That's how she got the part. Her name just kept coming up. Emily Blunt said you need to look at this girl for the part. She was perfect for it. And then that's who he hired. Incredible. I know. The story is gripping. Literally. And There's just the right amount of twists to turn. Absolutely. And Emily Blunt, she to me is so funny because like she's like, I always defend her and then I'm three seconds later I'm like, I don't mean, I don't need to defend her. She has an A-list career. Yeah. But like, she's not like quite a movie star. You no. know what I mean? It, she's even on though the cusp. she is. And I mean, she's been in a million movies. It's like, it's like Jessica Chastain. Yeah, she's not above the title name. A lot of the posters don't have her name on them. No, I agree. And I think that's so funny because every single year she's in these hugely critically acclaimed movies. Wouldn't you say Jessica Chastain is the same caliber? Jessica Chastain is, but that one year at the Oscars sort of made her a celebrity for a minute. But people so, aren't going to see movies because of her. Jessica Chastain, absolutely But not. she still gets awards kind of chatter. Yeah, similar. She's still in huge movies yeah. and small movies. Yeah. Here's why. Wait, I meant to ask you last time, but I forgot. Or when we saw it. Oh, were you genuinely surprised by the movie? Or did you like see it all happening? Once it happened, I thought the twist was like a hair of a letdown. You see, not me. I was. My, I remember holding my breath. I was like, oh. but I also. What, oh, first that of all, scene, we were three rows away from the screen. First of all, Lisa Kudrow was fantastic, <laughs> and I love that she got the defining moment. Oh yeah, that was cool. But I just. I don't know. I thought that it was... I mean, like, once it became what it was, I was like, oh, okay. And then but I you're... Sat. I know the difference, though. You weren't entirely like, oh, I saw that coming. No, 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 You no. were just satisfied and knowing, yeah. okay, this could have happened. It was a good movie, though. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like, and I told you this as soon as we got in the car, that weird sort of slow motion thing With, that like, they did shots, a lot. like, pictures. Yeah, I was like, like what? It, they cheapened the movie. A little That's bit. That's what makes it feel like a Lifetime movie. A little bit. Um, but still highly recommend. Totally recommend. And it did very well. And I'm thrilled for her and that it did well. Did you love Sunshine Cleaning? Yeah. Oh, and first of all, I love Amy Adams. Oh, yeah, I watched her Those two together were fantastic. Definitely. De- de- definitely. De- 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 um, next, we're going to talk about Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars has a new <laughs> song. That was one of the topics you listed? Yeah. Wow, that merits a whole topic. Just a sec. I mean, it's the big moment when Bruno Mars has a song. He's an A-list star. Star. I'm having some stuttering issues tonight. He's also a cokehead. Yeah. Okay. I said that the other day. Are we really echoing here? I hear myself echoing. I mean, you're yelling. I don't mean. I to talk be. like. Uh, what's Hello. her name? Ellen Kay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you. <laughs> are people gonna know who that is in South Carolina, North Carolina? Yeah, they have uh, Ryan Seacrest on um, June five. Hey y'all. Ellen Kay is the woman who announces the Oscars every so often. Oh yeah. She announced a lot of award shows. Um. Anyway, I met a voiceover actor the other day at work. I was teaching her. Her name's Pinky Washington. <laughs> her real name is Lynn Jenkins. 
<laughs> Bruno was okay, so not Bruno good. Mars has a new song. It's called 24K Mad- Magic. 24K Magic. Do you like the single cover? No. I didn't look at it. First oh, of all, I bad. don't like him after he did all that mess with Gorillaz. That was the turning point. Oh, yeah. He, to me, has sort of become a parody of himself. Yeah. Which is how I feel like most things are. But, like, he... Eh, it's all just sort of, like... Didn't you love sticky. his Super Bowl, though? Yeah, he was fine. I thought he was good. That high note at the end. What was that song he had that was that moment in time? Like, what's his biggest hit? That one that they played forever and ever? Oh, make him feel like... Yeah. I'm like, that one. That was the end to me for him. Everything after that, I've just been okay with. Mm. Gorilla was terrible. Mm. Treasure was a good song, but it was sort of like a shtick of a song. Uptown. Uptown Funk was good. And then he basically decided with this song, 24K Magic, he was like, let let's me try it. He's again. like, let's put a different beat on Uptown Funk and see if anybody notices. Yeah. And I noticed. You did. Um,. I don't know that I like songs. People love him. I don't know that I like songs that sound like they're from the nineties. I like the beat. I think that's what I said. That's what I told Patrick. Yeah, like the groove of it is great. Just the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. that's what reminded me. Funk was a better version of this song in a way. Yeah, sort of like Iggy Azalea, how when she sort of had all those songs that just kind of sounded like fancy over and over. Right. It was like each time it gets like a little cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. It's just that... Eh. The lyrics didn't connect to me. It sounded very old-fashioned, but the beat I liked. And again, he hasn't had a CD for two years. So in two years, this is the best material you could come up with. A song that you're talking through and saying hashtag blessed. Like, that to me is just like, eh. But he's like, unreal people freak out over him. I didn't watch the video yet. What was the one where he talked about putting his hands in his pants? I don't know. And they all had monkey mask on. I don't know. But I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's always like his first singles are really good, and then it just sort of like drifts away. Oh, the lazy song. Today I don't feel like doing anything. And they all whistled. I mean, how can you write a song about being lazy? I mean, he said put his hands in his pants. Of course, that's all I remember. Next, we're going to talk about uh, divorce. Oh, that was high. My Latin voice? Mm, I, the one oh. day I'm just going to start out as loud as you are. No. I'll be so embarrassed. <laughs> divorce. Okay, so Divorce is a new show starring Sarah Jessica Parker and Thomas Hayden Church and Molly Shannon. She should be getting top billing with them. She's in the entire show. So far. <laughs> I was like, this poor woman, it's only been she'll 30 never minutes. catch a break. Um, <laughs> She's getting a Oscars talk for oh, that yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, it's like, oh, yeah, where is that movie playing? Sunday. I want to see that. We should do that on Tuesday. Yes. Oh, wait, I don't get off till 10. Anyway, so, <laughs> a Divorce is about divorce. It's about Thomas Hayden Church and Sarah Jessica Parker's marriage coming to an end. Yes. The first episode starts it off of when, like, the catalyst of when it comes to an end. Exactly. Oh, and the guy from Flight of the Concords. Jermaine Clement. And I like seeing him in, like, a real part. Yeah. Because it was just goofy enough for him. Exactly. But he was great. He looked, he is really aged, though. Also, a woman from Mad Men is on it. Who? Uh, her friend that she was talking to on the train. Oh, Annie Mumolo? That's not her, is it? Is it not? No, she just looks identical. She looks just like her. That's what I thought it was. Oh, I need to look it up right okay. now. So anyway, it's it, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is very hit or miss for people. Like, it, she really inspires some heat, a.k.a. Caden and Vade, both of who watch, uh, watch this. This is a podcast. Listen to this podcast. I know y'all both have recently, we've had debates about it. Yeah. And people always make fun of her nose and call her a horse. 
Which is so awful to me. My mom. My mom. Because I, you know, it's maybe because I love Sex and the City, but I love her and I think she's gorgeous. Agreed. I don't look at her and see like, oh, she has a weird nose or anything. I look at her and think, she's stunning. There are parts in Sex and the City where she looks like an A-list supermodel. Um, So anyway, this is her grand return to TV. A lot of people criticized it in the reviews because they said it was so far a departure from Sex and the City. Mm -hmm. And... That really bothered me because it's don't not... you want a departure? Yes. Like, isn't that the whole point? It's been like 15 years. If she came back and it was her and four girls talking, and there are scenes in the first episode where it's like her and her girlfriend sitting around talking about sex, and I thought, Brr. Right. But uh, still, like, if that's exactly what she was doing all these years later, I would be like, this is dumb. And a lot of her movies have been a very fashionable New York woman walking around with a career. And I always think this is too close to Carrie Bradshaw. This I didn't find close to it at all. And I thought she was fantastic. She's a fantastic actress to me. Isn't there something so satisfying mm-hmm. about hearing and seeing the HBO logo? Yes. And then seeing Sarah Jessica Parker. Literally. She I is. thought, oh, this yeah. is amazing. I mean, she has, she, you have to think too, her and... Uh, what's his face? James Gandolfini made HBO something that people actually watched for. Orig- you were right. Not Annie Mumolo. Doesn't <laughs> it look like her though. Her name's Talia Balsam. Oh, married to the guy who played Richard or uh, John Slattery. She's married to John Slattery. Oh, who's in Sex and City and tells Carrie Bradshaw exactly. On him. And he was in Mad Men, and she played his TV show wife. Mm. And he was on Desperate Housewives, and he only married Eva Longoria for the Hispanic vote. So he's a politician in both. I know. Anyway, Sergeant Parker and uh, James Gandolfini cemented like HBO. Yeah, it's like something that people watch in their house, not just for movies. It used to just be like a movie channel, like Showtime used to be. Same exactly. thing. But, um, so of course, her being back on HBO, and she's had a first look deal with HBO ever since, and I didn't realize that. And she executive produced that. And she exact, and I thought she was fantastic. Also, the guy, one of the guys or girls, I'm not sure, Jesse Peretz or whatever, uh, directed tons of girls' episodes and also mm. directed this one. I could see that. Oh, so good. Um, I thought Thomas Hayden Church was great. Oh his style of humor, first of all, I mean, it, they had to have written that with him in mind. Yeah. It's so his type of banter. Structured. He's yeah. like very like this, you know what I mean? And the, their uh, like difference in personality I thought was fantastic. Oh, yeah. They seemed so real. That's what I loved. And a lot of times in the pilot, you don't feel like... You feel like there's so much you've missed out on that the chemistry isn't there. But it was definitely there. What was your favorite joke? Do you remember? I know one that's a little dirty. I shouldn't say it. First of all, the one that they keep advertising the commercial that's in the next episode is my favorite. Where he's like, I packed all your things. And she's like, you gave me a trash bag filled with bras. Like, that is funny. She told the dog when she was walking the dog, she said you smell like a yeast infection. Oh, yeah. It was like under her breath, and that that's what made it funny. I did like that. But yeah, it, so anyway, it's just like everything ever. If you don't like her, you're I would say you're, like not, you're not going to like it. Mm. If you love her, aka my mother and Alex Pincus mm. and me, uh, watch it. I love her. I, know. I was like, literally, it made me giddy to see her me like too. on the screen. Me too. I loved it every I was like, single SJP. second of it, and it made me laugh out loud. Yeah, can't wait. Totally. Okay, so next we're going to talk about. We saw two other movies this week: Deepwater Horizon, fantastic, with Mark Wahlberg, uh, Gina Russell, Rodriguez, yeah, Gina Rodriguez, Kate Hudson, Russ, uh, Kurt Russell, 
Dylan O'Brien, like literally everybody. First John of all, even Malkovich. the supporting people. Yeah, yeah, and he's not even in the commercial. I was like, poor John Malkovich can never catch a break. Lisa Kudrow was never advertising Girl on a Train either. Only one time somebody had said, "Oh, Lisa Kudrow is in that." So when I saw her, I was like, "Oh yeah." But you didn't know going mm-hmm. in, or like seeing from advertising. I will say this about Lisa Kudrow. I could say the same thing about Laura Dern. They have aged in such a way that they're almost more attractive now than they were then. In a way. Lisa Kudrow is so stunning to me now. Yeah. In that movie, I thought, you're beautiful. Yeah. And she's anyway. all dolled up. Yeah. And Laura Dern, she was kind of goofy when she was younger. Yeah. Now she's, like, stunning. I think she's beautiful. Still got, you know, she's whatever. Um, so <laughs> She's kind of ugly. Also, no. What was her show? Enlightened. Unreal. I never saw an episode. Oh, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I have both seasons on the show. Um, oh, Deepwater Horizon is about the BP oil spill. And here's what I'll say about it. Is that, is it the best movie ever made? No. But does it effectively portray the tragedy and the craziness of the like intensity of those couple of hours? Yes. Oh my and that's gosh, all that yeah. matters. Exactly. It was an entertaining popcorn movie. Exactly. When you Also s- like all-American movie. It's, oh, very, yeah. it's like that, and that, that guy. I have to be honest. When we were watching, I thought Adrian might not like this. Because yeah. you don't like those kind of movies sometimes. Me either. But I re- like, it really put me on the edge of my seat. The one thing I really didn't like was Mark Wahlberg not deciding if he was going to be Southern or not. Yeah, that's always hard. And the, the thing is, is that the beginning when he when they they play the guy who he's portraying, whatever Mike Williams, yeah, maybe, yeah, they play his soundbite of him in real life, and he's very country, like my kind of people, country. Hey y'all, mm. and then he's not. He's Mark Wahlberg, and then Kate Hudson's like. Mike, let's go down to the barbershop. And you're like, oh, so they're going to be Southern. But then he's not. But then, like, later scenes, he sort of has a couple words. You can tell he probably worked with, like, some coach who was like, emphasize this word and that word. And there were a couple scenes where he, like, tried it but didn't really commit. So it was just bizarre. I thought, just be Mark Wahlberg if that's what you're going to be. Yeah. Or really go into it if that's what you're going to go into it. So he was in Lone Survivor, which this guy directed. Yeah, Peter Berg. this. Mm -hmm. And then later this year, he's in Patriot's Day. And to me, those are too similar. And too close in time. Oh, yeah. Why would they put those out so close? I don't know. They should have come out, like, in the summer, at least. Because that's about the Boston Marathon ball. Yeah. And he's like eighth on the Oscar predictions thing for that. For that, mm-hmm. wow. But I don't know. But I thought it was incredible. Gina Rodriguez, I thought was incredible. Great. Kate Hudson was great. Incredible. She's so like I always think. When is her moment gonna be? Never. She got nominated for an Oscar, so I mean, she's already really had yeah, like it. Twelve years ago. Hey, where's your Oscar nomination? I know, but so you got to keep that going. I know. Well, I mean, she has. How was it gone? Ten days. <laughs> um, but. Anyway, I thought it was fantastic. Miss Peregrine. Uh, so we saw, also saw Miss Peregrine School for Peculiar Children, based on this book. Of the same name. That's meant for, I'd say, 10 to 12-year-olds. It's yeah. sort of a kid's book, but a little bit dark. Yeah. And it's about these kids, and they live in the past, and this boy goes and visits them, and like discovers them because of his grandfather. Awful. It wasn't very good. First of all, I didn't think it was going to be super good, Mm-mm. but I read some of the book at one point in my life, and I thought, okay. And I remember everybody. I remember people like emo kids having those shirts from Hot Topic with it on it. I I didn't know what that what. I don't know. I never heard of it. They re- What was the most interesting thing to me about it is that it's a Tim Burton movie, but it didn't feel like a Tim Burton movie. It felt almost like. I tried to direct a Tim Burton movie. Mm. They were like, let's make this in a Tim Burton style. Right. It's like the costuming and 
that I could see. Everything else just felt like he didn't really figure out which world he was trying to be in. Yeah. The humor I really did not like. Mm-hmm. That's what made the movie bad to me. It tried to be very funny with Homeboy, uh, Chris O'Dell, which his career literally jumped off a building. <laughs> like, where did he go? But he was in it, and he was like trying to be his like usual quippy self. The homegirl that was Miss Peregrine. Yeah, Eva, Eva Green. Green. What's she ever from? James Bond. Yeah. Is that what she was from? I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, she was... I thought she was absolutely terrible. Everything... Every, just everybody was bad. The acting was so bad. It was like a lot of people trying to be... First of all, as soon as I see Samuel L. Jackson, I could just turn the movie off. <laughs> He's, to me, the worst actor in the entire world. I mean, literally. He just plays himself, and I find him to be very annoying. You don't like him in Star Wars? No. But I did like him in Pulp Fiction. But the thing is, I saw Pulp Fiction later in life. Mm. And so I'd already seen his sort of thing over and over. But like in The Avengers, I was like, I enough. forgot he was even in that. I mean, everything he's in, it just completely che- it like cheapens the movie to me. Oh, yeah. Also, like, didn't help our friend with us was playing Solitaire the whole time. Yeah, Hannah was playing Solitaire. Also, I literally had to close my eyes for like five minutes just to make it through the movie. I fell asleep. Yeah, I mean, it was not good. And finally, we're going to talk about the controversy surrounding Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. For five seconds. Yeah, exactly. We haven't seen Birth of a Nation yet because we worked all weekend. Y'all, we have to work. Yeah, we did see three movies. Like, what do people expect? That's true. <laughs> we saw three. Most people see one movie in like two months. We have movie pass. Last time your mom, your grandma saw a movie was Gone with the Wind. And she saw Finding Dory. I That's loved like Finding Dory. 50 years between one Does another. that come out before Christmas? Because yeah. I'd like to own it. Okay. Um, so, Birth of a Nation is this movie about slavery. The and end. a man... Yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. So, this guy, Nate Parker, he got... I mean, he got accused of raping this girl, him and his friend. Who also, like, who produced... Who also a, produced the or movie. Wrote it or, or something. Is somehow yeah. involved in the movie. And he, in 1999, the movie got bought at Sundance. Sundance, and it was, they paid $17 million for an independent movie. It was like the highest ever. And the guy basically fought for it to get a wide release, which is unheard of for A, an independent movie, and B, um, an Oscar release movie. Usually all those movies come out in platform releases, mm-hmm. meaning they come out like in five theaters and then 50, and then their name, you know what I mean? It like rolls out. He said no. He wanted a full campaign, it to be fully released all this Friday, this past Friday. So, in light of all that and the big media splash he had at the beginning, mm-hmm. these charges resurfaced, and the woman who he that accused him of raping her, he was acquitted. The guy was acquitted, also, right? Mm, he got. Uh, he had like it was little, like settled out of court. Yeah, he had like a little punishment or something, but the woman committed suicide like four years ago. So anyway, he basically has avoided the media for months and months about it, and then all of a sudden came out and got really defensive about it, and was saying the media is trying to tear him apart, and that even people in the movie weren't really standing by him, and a lot of the people like Oprah who were championing it before it was ever ever even screened. Which did you read that Hollywood Reporter thing? She had it in her house two days after. She was like one of the fifth, like the fifth person to see it. <laughs> Only Oprah. Um, anyway, so uh, they were they were all like saying it's the best movie ever. It was going against the whole Oscar so white thing. All that is all 
over. Like, that all ended because of these charges and the way he handled it. So, anyway, the movie finally came out this weekend, and it only made $7 million. Despite being, like, one of the best-reviewed movies of the year. But it was only being projected, what, 10? It was supposed to be projected 10. Not a now big they're, difference. Now they're saying next weekend, half the theaters they're playing it are dropping it. No way. Because the, what do you call it, Fox Searchlight buys a specific number of screens. Right. After the first weekend, yeah. theaters are not required to hold those screens anymore. Wow. So once they pay for that initial, like, bump, after that, if it doesn't do well... Yeah. I remember that when we were working at... When I worked at the production company, both in L.A. and in New York, because both were independent movies, uh, movie production companies, and they were both very keen on doing um, platform releases. Right. And I remember I was working at Exclusive, and we did Rush. That was the last movie they did. And they decided, hey, you know what? We are going to do a huge release for this movie. But it was Ron Howard, so they said, okay, maybe it'll be worth it. And they went bankrupt, and the whole company shut down. Right. So sometimes it's maybe smarter to do a platform release. Obviously, in Fox Searchlight's case, it's not a problem because they're under this huge conglomerate right. of Fox. But it kind of sucks for Nate Parker. It also is interesting that they pulled all of their funding from that promoting that movie and put it all behind Jackie, the movie with Natalie Portman where she plays Jackie Kennedy. And they didn't even own that movie until three, three or weeks four later. weeks ago. I was talking to Blake about that, and he was saying he and the folks that he works with at Netflix don't believe that to be true. And I wonder if that... I certainly think it's the case in terms of them pushing towards Jackie, but he said that they have been hearing... That they're still quietly pushing, um, what should we call it? Well, they, of course, they're going to wait and see because if it makes them yeah. $100 million and everybody screams over it, then of course they're still going to put all their money into that. Right. But they pulled like half the TV spots for it. Yeah. That alone says they're saving some money. <laughs> right. Because I think they maybe don't... they're assuming that it's not as much as they're saying it is. Yeah. Probably like a million dollars. Or they're pulling... The idea of them pulling from one movie to the other obviously is kind of crazy anyway, so it doesn't matter how much it is. Yeah. You just burp. Sorry. But quiet? Yeah. Just do it. Who cares? I don't want to burp in the microphone. Oh, my leg. What's wrong? It's asleep. You have a staph infection again? No, but my ingrown went away. (laughs) This is a different kind of podcast. Okay, so after all that has said and done... Uh, our question of the week comes from Ryan. He asked... Who's Ryan? I don't know. Hi. Hey. Um, I just I just type in the first name. I don't read. Um, again, all the questions were about politics. This is the only one wasn't. Who is the most overrated and underrated actor in Hollywood? Overrated? overrated? Samuel L. I was Jackson. going to say for you. No, or Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp is so overrated. Oh, this is a hard question. I can't even think right now. Underrated Connie Britton. Connie Britton literally makes me like melt inside a little bit. Just seeing her on the Emmys standing behind the people with the OJ people, that like made my heart break a little bit. Here's who I'm going to say. Okay. For an odd reason. I'm going to say underrated, and it's just because we saw her recently in the movie, is Allison Janney. Oh, definitely. And I think it partially has to do with just her not doing enough movies that have, like, emotional punch. Yeah. In the, and I'm telling you right now, The Help has a soft spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. Her in that movie, She's I incredible. get goosebumps about it. Overrated. What was the movie where it's her where, with Maya Rudolph? Away We Go. Yeah, she was incredible in that, too. I, who was she in that movie? 
she's somebody in it. Are I you just sure? remember I loved her part. They go to a restaurant and they sit across. Oh the my table. god, she's like the sister. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved her in that. Stop. Away we go is like the best cast of people. I wept in that movie. Of course, hard. You did. You're such a freak. Overrated. If I'm in my leg, is it gonna make the mic freak out? Yeah. I'm sorry, I have to. I can't think of an overrated actor for some reason right now. I would. Probably, I mean, obviously Johnny Depp is disgusting, and his movies are terrible, and Samuel Jackson is not a very good actor. Um, Jessica Chastain. No. She's just, she's just okay. No. Halle Berry. Did y'all watch Extant? That's Sean CBS <laughs> with the aliens. I mean, like, that's not good. Uh, here's who I'll say. Uh, Tim Allen. No. Um, Rebel Wilson. <gasps> I love her. In the right comedy, she is very... I mean, Bridesmaid, she's hilarious. Obviously, obviously. But it's too much. Oh, yeah. It's like the too much of the same stuff. Do yeah. something, like, dark. You know what I mean? Don't do these, like, weird, dumb, fluffy movies. You want to know something? What? Okay. Anna Kendrick. I like Anna Kendrick. But again, she does hit and Too miss. many fluff movies. Yeah. I agree. Um, every time I see Dolly Parton, or like sometimes I think about Dolly Parton about how I would love to make a movie where she takes all her makeup off. Where what? she plays a part where she like doesn't have a wig on and she plays like an old person. I wonder if she would do that. Is she an actress? Yeah, she was in Joyful Noise. Oh my No, but I mean, God. she's an actress. She's been in a lot of That's movies. That's like saying Kim Basinger's actor. She was in Cellular. Yeah. First of all, Kim Basinger is an actress. Second of all, Cellular was a good movie. Oh my gosh, that makes me laugh. I don't know if you saw, but Blake, again, I hate to bring him up, he said he's going to remake Cellular where they have to re-put together an iPhone. Remember how she breaks the oh, phone? Oh yeah. <laughs> Just be nuts <laughs> and bolts. Oh my god, so dumb. Funny. Okay, so that's our question. If you have a question for us, you can email us at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. So your song of the week is... Uh, a song called Teeth by Billy Martin. It's been a hard time, a long day. Our minds, they play over and over again. And I singer songwritery it's good like very soft and like wispy mm. sad though mm. people are gonna cry we're trying to make people weep oh yeah um my song of the week is million reasons by lady gaga
me a million reasons to let you go You're giving me a million reasons to quit the show You're giving me a million reasons Give me a million reasons Giving me a million reasons About a million reasons If I had a highway I would run for the hills If you could find a driveway I'd forever be still But you're giving me a million reasons Give me a million reasons Giving me a million reasons About a million reasons Okay, first of all, I'm so curious to hear what her C is going to sound like because both of these songs are completely different. Oh, yeah. And the other song that that boy sang at the drag show was also totally different style. Oh, right. So I'm just curious to see, like, sonically what this album is about to be. Because, you know, her CDs always have a through line. They always have the same production style, same, like, kind of sound over and over. And this one is sounding completely different already. I'm totally uninterested. I like it. What next? Um, okay, that's it. First of all, the hook is good. Just like Niall. The more I listen to his song, the more I like it. Disagree. The hook is cute, though. Anyway, um, so this week you are looking forward to... What are you looking forward to? I have to? three. First of all, okay, it's my birthday. You need to do one. Uh, it, this is Let's Have a Curry Child podcast. I'm Curry Terrell. Don't let me forget. I mean, if I, want I know you forget me introducing every other day. You're so shady. Okay, first of all, it's my birthday this week. How old you turn in? 27. Ah. I know, I'm getting old. I just Everybody keeps asking me at work, how old am I turning? I'm like 50, so then that way I don't have to worry about Stop. it. Stop. Um, I'm also looking, I'm going to see the Dixie Chicks tomorrow at the Hollywood Bowl. With Patrick. I'm nervous they're not going to sing the hits. Duh, that's all they have. Yeah, I mean literally. I mean they only. I mean they only had four CDs that were out like during their real yeah. career, and three technically. And almost every song on the CD was a single. I mean they were big, like super big. What's the last one? Um, my last one is that new show, American Housewife, with that girl Katie from Mike and Molly oh, slash yeah. whatever. I was reading some of the reviews, and it's. I think it's gonna be real cute. And I'm I have been missing those types of sitcoms a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. Mine are, well, we're going to go see uh, Birth of a Nation. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. And then also The Accountant comes out this week. With uh, Ben Affleck. And, and Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick, who you're just shading on. <sighs> and Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. When you see his name on posters, I think that, may, it's weird. Because he's what? Because I just think of him as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> With that neck. Yeah, oh. I love those posters from this oh, season. Oh my god, pretty. But every time I just see his name, I think... How is he in this? He's playing a woman. Like, it just, I don't know. It's so weird to Nuts. me. I have a trouble, like, disassociating him now. And finally, your goober of the week. I mean, how can it not be Donald Trump? Oh, I know. Why do people call him Donald Trump? D-R-U-M-P-F. It was, that's a John Oliver thing. He made that up. First of all, I just can't, how, I just can't imagine. I, I was talking to my mom. I said, I can't imagine having to be Hillary Clinton. You saw what he did today before the debate? No. He had a press conference with five women 
who basically accused Bill Clinton of rape throughout his career and mm-hmm. were more or less discredited, regardless it's gross and inappropriate. But I can imagine her having to stand up there and just have to like basically banter back and forth with him for an hour. And then I was texting my mom about it, and she said uh, she wants to spit in his face. <laughs> I mean, this election is literally a joke. It's insane. It is like a Saturday Night Live parody that literally. came to be. like came And only life. because of him. He just keeps digging that hole. Who's playing Hillary? Kate McKinnon? Kate McKinnon. Oh. She won an Emmy. I haven't watched any other masks. I just don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't need to see a parody of it. It's already a parody of itself. But will you vote? Duh, I'm voting for Roseanne. Um, and finally, uh, my goobers are actually all of the media in general for two things. Number one, Sarah Jessica Parker, all the interviews, articles, every piece of promotion I have just talked about how it wasn't Sex and the City. Asked her a thousand questions about Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. Asked her this, 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 and this. She is more than that one piece of show. I understand referencing it because, of course, that's her claim to fame. But it's like it. The you shouldn't drop five times in the article how she isn't Carrie Bradshaw, how this isn't Sex and the City, how right. like this is like a different kind of show. Obviously, it's a different kind of show. My other uh, piece of that is so Kelly Clarkson had a children's book that came out this past week, and she did a lot of promo for it. Probably more promo than she's ever done. I'm rolling my She eyes. was on so many talk shows. Good for I her. DVR'd all of them. You're so mean. Can't you just like anything that I like? I mean, hundreds of things I like that you like. It's so mean. I don't know what it is about Kelly. People are always so shady to me about her. Well, first of all, the reason you're going to bring up is annoying to me. Okay, anyway, so on uh, Watch What Happens Live, all the questions were about American Idol. Duh. Every single question. The Kelly Clarkson won American Idol 14 years ago. So you think she's, she's never allowed to talk about it again? CDs, a full career hit after hit after hit. And all you can ask her over and over and over is about American Idol. He asked her like 10 questions, and they had call-in questions. Every single one of them somehow boiled down to American Idol. So what? That is her career. No, it's a piece. The beginning piece. of it, literally about not, like 90% of her fan base came from that. 100% of her fan base came from that. Nobody else is like listening to a song for the first time and saying, I want to see her. It's everybody who first saw her from American Idol. All yeah. like the 10 year old girls and all the moms and all the dads and all the little boys. How old were you? I was in seventh grade. And you were like, yeah. I didn't rock hands. My mom was like, Justin Warren's going to win. I almost <laughs> popped her in her mouth. You said, Mom, shut yeah, up. Yeah, I just hit her. I just threw her on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she asked her something else. I'm always back and forth about Andy Cohen. I go so back and forth about him. Mm hmm. But that show is like, he has such big guests. I'm always like, I love it. But then I watch it and I'm like, ask them real questions. Anyway, okay, that's it. That's our podcast for this week. If you want to hear us outside of this podcast, you can follow us on youtube.com slash Pictures, currently featuring our cover of Defying Gravity. It's a smash hit. It's a hit. With a capital H. <laughs> I was like, capital T. Hyped. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant tit, hot tit. Adrian, that's, that's not tit. a bad word. <laughs> okay, com slash let's chat with Curry. Uh, I said YouTube. Where am I at? Twitter.com. No, we don't have. <laughs> Can I start over? I hate this part. Okay, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You can follow us at, at Curry Terrell and at 
yo Adrian J Gomez, Instagram at Curry Tarot and at Adrian J Gomez. And if you have a question, you can email us at let's chat with curry at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a fantastic week. Dankeschön. <laughs> Darling, Dankeschön. Well, let's end every week with that. I'm going now. <laughs>